When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So today, my friend, let's call her Ray. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. And I were in my car at night. Windows rolled down and screaming our heads off to loud music. We were feeling absolutely happy, laughing and having a great time overall while driving around the rich neighborhoods looking at huge mansions. Now, here comes what spooked us majorly. We start getting a little put off because of how dark this road was. Plus, we were going into the middle of a forested area and everything around us was getting darker and darker. I had to turn on the bright on my car. 
Now, we still didn't say anything to each other seriously, only joking about being a little nervous and getting weird vibes. I make the mistake of turning down a forked road, and immediately we feel sick to our stomachs, both at the same time. I just looked at her, and we both started saying about how something is not right. It was such an urgent feeling of terror, dread, knowing something terrible was going to happen if we stopped the car. We felt like we had to roll the windows up because we wanted to be safer. Once we finally sped back around and started leaving, I felt an intense feeling of something watching us, and I just could not make myself turn to look to my side into the forest or behind us. The second we got off that road, it felt like a weight came off our shoulders, again at the same time. I've never felt this terrified before with such a huge pit in my stomach and sense of dread. What was that? Seriously, I have no idea what happened or why we started feeling that way suddenly. I'm so scared even just thinking about it gives me goosebumps all over. Has anyone else experienced something like this, or do you know what it might have been? Get it. Sorry for my lack of education on what Wendigos or other creatures of that sort actually are. I heard from people around me that that's the feeling you get when they are around you, but I might be totally wrong. Something was definitely up, though, whatever it was. My name is Dakota, and I am a Native American, member of the Ojibwe tribe. I grew up on the reservation surrounded by the dense forests of the North Woods, but the woods were never as terrifying as the night I had an encounter with an unknown predator. It was a chilly autumn evening, and I was walking home after a long day of fishing. I had just reached the edge of the woods when I heard a strange sound behind me. I turned around to see a creature like nothing I had ever seen before. It was tall and thin, with glowing eyes and a mouth full of razor-sharp teeth. Its fur was matted and covered in dirt, and its breath smelled of death. I tried to run, but the creature was too fast. It chased me through the woods, its footsteps pounding the ground like thunder. I could feel its hot breath on the back of my neck, and I knew that I was about to be torn apart. Somehow I managed to stumble back to my camp. My tribe could see the fear in my eyes, and they knew that something was wrong. I told them about the creature I'd seen, and they listened intently. It was then that I learned the truth. This was not the first time our tribe had encountered the predator. Over the years, there had been many sightings of the creature in the woods. Some claimed it was a wendigo, while others thought it was something even more sinister. Our tribe had always tried to find the predator, but it always seemed to elude us. As I recovered from my encounter, I began to research the predator. I discovered that it was not a natural creature. It was the result of a government experiment gone wrong. The predator had been created in a lab using a combination of science and magic. Now, I am on a mission to find the predator and put an end to its reign of terror. I am not alone in my quest. My tribe has joined forces with other native communities to take down the predator once and for all. We know that this will not be an easy task, but we are determined to protect our people from the unknown predator that lurks in the deep woods. As we traveled deeper into the forest, I could feel the weight of the unknown pressing down on me. Our weapons felt inadequate against this creature, whatever it may be. 
Suddenly, we heard a sound that could only be described as inhuman, and we knew it was close. We readied our weapons and waited, but the predator never appeared. We searched for hours, but found nothing. It was like the creature had vanished into thin air. As we returned to our camp, I couldn't shake the feeling that there was more to this than just a simple predator. There was something strange in the air, a feeling of unease and fear that seemed to emanate from the very forest itself. It wasn't until we returned to our tribe and shared our story that we learned the truth. The government had been conducting experiments in the forest trying to harness the power of the supernatural for their own gain. They had unleashed a force they couldn't control, and now it roamed free in the forest. It was a being of magic and darkness, a creature that was beyond our understanding. We knew that we had to act fast if we were to stop it before it destroyed everything we held dear. The next day, we set out once more, this time armed with knowledge and determination. We knew that we were up against something far greater than ourselves, but we also knew that we could not back down. We traveled deeper into the heart of the forest, guided by the magic of our ancestors, and finally we found it. The creature stood before us, a being of pure darkness, a force of nature that defied all explanation. We fought with all our might, our weapons clashing against its inhuman form, but it was like fighting a shadow. It moved too fast, too fluidly, and we couldn't keep up. It was only through the power of our magic that we were finally able to drive it back, to send it back to whatever dark realm it had come from. We returned to our tribe, battered and bruised, but victorious. Knowing that we had protected our land and our people from a force that was beyond our comprehension, and even as we celebrated, I knew that the forest would never be the same again, that the echoes of the unknown predator would haunt us for years to come. This happened when I was seven years old. I'm sharing this because my older brother reminded me of it now that I'm 24 and now I can't get it out of my head. This was very traumatic for me because after this event, a bunch of other things started to happen. This is how it started growing up and now I live in a haunted state and I live five miles away from the most victorious haunted forest. My mom used to tell my brothers and I about what she would hear walking by the forest, the murders that happened, and about how she used to see Pukwudgies. My older brother, 11 at the time, let's call him Dan, and, a, and I, 7 female, were watching TV in the living room. It was dark outside. Must have been a new moon. If you were sitting on the couch and looked to your right, you would see the glass sliding door, which viewed the backyard. Mind you, it was an acre lawn, and tall trees lined the perimeter. I was tired and decided to get my ritual glass of milk before bed when I stood up and saw what was glaring at me through the glass door. It was tall, taller than the F door. It was skinny in the torso, but its chest was broad. It was white with tall ears. I want to say it looked like the white version of Donnie Darko. I was about 15 feet from the glass door. I froze. It didn't move. It just kept looking at me. It could not have been anyone else, because we lived in the middle of the woods. I started calling for my brother's name, but Dan wasn't answering me. I started to get louder, now calling for my mom. Her room was on the other side of the couch, so she was there in a heartbeat. She looked at the back door, 
looked at Dan, then told me to just sit back down. I couldn't understand why I was the only one freaking the F out. I laid on the couch, facing away from the glass door. Dan puts a blanket on me, and we both fell asleep on the couch. Well, 2020. One, Dan calls me from jail. He's been in and out since I was 13. This is how the conversation went. Dan, hey, can I ask you something? Me, what's up, Dan? Do you remember that night? Me, what night, Dan? That night where you were freaking out? We were young. Remember that tall, scary-looking thing that was at the back door? Me, I had a flashback of that night. Dan, look, I had a dream about it last night, and I wanted to tell you that I saw it too. I was too scared to do anything. Mom saw it also. The convo ended because he only had so much time on the phone. I felt relief that I knew I wasn't just having a schizophrenic hallucination episode, but my body went numb from the memory of being so scared. I told my soulmate about it. He's my best friend. My friend told me that I came face to face with a Wendigo, and how he wasn't be surprised because of the small country town I lived in. When I looked up what a Wendigo was, my heart sank. That's what I saw. Now, I think about it every day. It's been a year since I was reminded of it. I believe it still follows me. I wanted to share something I experienced in 2018, which, after reading some of the descriptions here, made me think posting would be a good idea. Maybe someone can comment on whether this fits the profile or not. This happened in Urbana, Illinois during spring 2018, around 8 p.m. I was driving an SUV through a residential area, 30 miles per hour, with moderate street lighting. I was coming back home from grocery shopping and turned a corner into the usual street. After driving one block, I saw something similar to a large white silver dog figure suddenly run towards the right front wheel of my vehicle. I gauged its size to be substantially larger than that of a German Shepherd, with an unusually bright hide. I braked quickly in fear of having run over it. Within seconds, I got off the car and performed a quick check. No signs of any injured animal, no nearby rustling into an unkempt garden next to where it all happened, no animal crossing the road. This took less than five seconds. Then I paused and saw the same figure two blocks away from where I was looking at me intensely for about 30 seconds. I looked back to the tire in my vehicle an instant, and it was suddenly gone when I checked again. All happened in less than a minute. After this, I drove around several blocks without signs of any dog or similar animal nearby for about 10 minutes. Estimating the distance in time between events, I am certain that it is not feasible for a dog, much less such a large one, to run that quickly that distance particularly without seeing it under street lighting. Comments are welcome. So this happened last year, and almost every year I go to Palatka and go to a place called the Badlands. It's a giant tree farm that his family owns, but in general it's in the woods. So one day we were hanging at the Angel Tree, which is just a nice, giant, beautiful tree. And we heard a turkey because it's the wild, so my friend Andrew made the joke of saying how you never know when you'll have to shank a turkey. 
Either way, we went to go check it out after we got like five feet under the trail. The noises from the turkey stop. Then I hear it to my left while Andrew heard it to his right. We hear footsteps now. Of course, you could have said how there's deer and other wild like which there is. But it sounded like human footsteps, like you know the distinct noise of bare feet. That's what it sounded like. The second we heard that we ran to the ATV and went back to the house. I looked up if there's Navajo grounds in Florida, and I kind of found something, I think, but the articles were all over the place. Ever since then, we haven't heard it again since, but we don't feel that safe going out in those woods anymore, especially at night. Now again, I know this is a Skinwalker subreddit, but I don't know if this was a Skinwalker or a Wendigo. This is kind of a long story. I'm going to try and keep it as short as possible. I just recently moved to Oklahoma. Recently, I keep having very uncomfortable experiences outside, especially in the evening or nighttime. It started when I went to go put laundry in the wash one day. We have a laundry room attached to our building, and it was broad daylight, so I wasn't exactly feeling nervous about anything. I got about 20 feet from the walkway or alleyway to the washroom, and I smelled the worst rotting animal smell I've ever smelled in my life. Not only that, as soon as I smelled it, I got the strongest flight or fight reaction I've ever felt. I ran back to my unit, locked the door, and had a small anxiety attack. I waited about 15-20 minutes before going back out, and when I did, there was no smell, and I felt normal. Fast forward about a week later. My husband and I were outside at about 1 a.m. smoking a cigarette when we heard what sounded like a dying dog. We live right off of a major interstate, so we assumed an animal must have been hit. We started walking towards the direction of this noise, sort of a wheezing whine, a terribly sad noise when we got to the edge of our parking lot. As we got onto the pavement, the wheezing dog noise turned into what sounded like an owl hooting. I understand owls make strange noises. I was raised in Texas. I've heard many, but this was not an owl. The longer we listened to it, the more it sounded like a person trying to mimic an owl. My husband called out, hey, is someone there? Pretty loudly, and just silence was the response. We stood quiet a few moments before the owl noise completely stopped, and the sound of an unnet. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A laugh echoed from the trees. The only way I can describe this noise is it was like when a deaf person laughs, like they can't hear how they sound, so it just kind of sounds a bit off. I don't mean to sound rude at all, truly. That's just the only way I know how to describe it. It felt like ice water was in my veins as soon as I heard it. Both of us just felt extreme fear in that moment and ran back to the house. I could explain off all of these things if I hadn't seen what I'd seen next. 
A few days later, I was outside smoking around 7 p.m., and I saw two men walking on the side of the street where I'd heard the noise a few nights prior. They walked past the trees a little ways, but then stopped. It was dusk, so light was low. One of them turned on their phone light and shined it into the trees before jumping back. Both men took off at a full sprint away from the tree line. I have no idea what they saw. I didn't hear anything, but there was pure fear there. The most frustrating part was I was looking right at them and saw absolutely nothing. Fast forward about a week later. I get a text while I'm at work from my husband telling me he heard our daughter talking and laughing in the field across the street. He was 100% sure it was her and until he realized she was inside in her room. He said it sounded just like her. Fast forward again a few days later. I found dried blood on my door jam, as well as scratches near my doorknob and more dried blood at the bottom of my door. My neighbor had their internet cables cut and told me that someone had tried to open their door the night it happened and then slammed their body against the door trying to break in. My neighbor said he forced himself out the door ready to confront whoever was there. But there was no one. We constantly hear things on the roof, things in the alley behind our place. Our dog will run to the door at random hours and sniff and growl like someone is there. I have probably made a mistake by calling out to this thing, whistling at night, trying to antagonize it, because I desperately want a recording. I have one recording of its noises. It sounds like an owl, but towards the end, there's this low, inexplicable moan that comes from the same place the owl sounds are coming from. It's hard to hear and ends very abruptly. I don't feel like this is good enough. No one believes me, but something is out there. It knows I know it. I feel it watching me if I curse at it or try and lure it out. It goes completely silent or does that horrible laugh. I can never seem to catch the laugh or any of the noises as soon as I hit record it usually stops. I don't know how to explain this but I know I'm not crazy. Please, if, if someone can help me, I really want to know what this thing is. I have pictures of the blood on my door the scratches and the video of the owl sounds moan. I just feel like no one will take this seriously. It always smells like a corpse when it's around. That's the biggest sign something isn't right. I brought it up to one of my native co-workers and he said leave it be. Wash the blood from your door and stop trying to talk to it. He wouldn't tell me anything else. I don't know if this is a wendigo, a skinwalker, or something else entirely, but I have never felt such dread and fear as I do when I hear or smell it out there. Please, someone. Anyone, if you know what this is, please tell me I'm not losing my mind, and if it's real, how do I make it go away? This thing is causing me so much stress. Thank you for reading. Edit. Thank you to everyone who took the time to share advice and thoughts on this. To those who are concerned about me putting myself in danger, thank you, and I'm inclined to agree with you all, but understand I'm still not sure if this is just a weird animal I'm hearing and nothing paranormal at all. I will be avoiding it from this point forward, just in case it is something that wants to eat my face. I will, however, update this post if anything else worth mentioning happens. Thanks again. I'm Jackie, a park ranger at Shenandoah National Park in Virginia.
I love my job, but I never expected to have the experience that I did on a dark and stormy night in the park. I was driving down a deserted road checking on the park's campsites when I saw something that made me slam on the brakes. A massive creature was standing in the middle of the road. It was a bipedal brown Bigfoot and it was staring at me with its glowing red eyes. I tried to back up, but my car was stuck in the mud. The creature started moving towards me and I knew I was in trouble. I fumbled with my radio trying to call for backup, but the signal was weak in the mountains. The creature bared its teeth and I could feel the car shaking as it approached. I thought for sure that it was going to flip the car and attack me. But then, just as suddenly as it had appeared, the creature turned and ran off into the forest. I sat there shaking and trying to catch my breath, wondering what had just happened. Over the next few days, I couldn't shake the feeling that I was being watched. I heard strange noises and saw shadows moving in the trees. I knew that the creature was still out there somewhere in the forest, and I was never sure when it would make its presence known again. I tried to keep my encounter a secret, but rumors started to spread. People started coming to the park hoping to catch a glimpse of the creature. Some even brought guns hoping to hunt it down. But I knew that the creature was dangerous and that it was best left alone. I continued to work at the park, but I never forgot about that fateful night when I came face to face with a bipedal brown creature. My friend first came across the prints while walking through the sage-hunting rabbits. It's a high desert area with no visible trees for miles. It is 15 plus miles to nearest residence, which is the Simplot Cattle Ranch. We observed several large tracks made by one creature. The track had a very large big toe and three other toes on each foot. We did not backtrack, but followed the prints for several yards. We then went back to hunting. The tracks continued on. I guess my encounter is about something called the Glimmer Man. I'm from southern Ontario, Canada. It was been mid-July, 2018. My boyfriend and I were spending a day in Toronto at a few restaurants, had a couple of drinks throughout the day, and then decided to kind of head back to the hotel early and crash. I woke up at about 5 a.m. or so. I do wake up fairly early, but not this early. I was trying to go back to sleep. It happened that there was some light from dawn coming in from the windows. The curtains were drawn in the hotel room, but there was some light coming in. I noticed that I can hear it. It was my boyfriend talking in his sleep. I looked over at him. I guess there was probably about three feet of space between where my boyfriend was lying on his side of the bed and the space between the wall. As I looked beyond my boyfriend, I saw a shimmering movement along the wall. As I continued to watch, I distinctly made out a humanoid form. It was kind of rocking back and forth. I didn't know what to think. Maybe I was tired and imagining this. Then I saw a pair of eyes manifesting on the face of this being. As I watched, the eyes turned a bright yellow color. Then the being crouched down and out of sight. Then suddenly it popped up right beside my boyfriend. I saw a shimmering hand reach up and cover my boyfriend's face, then pull back when my boyfriend made a gasping sound. Then it happened again. I started shaking my boyfriend, but he wouldn't wake up. The being then stood up and started walking around the bed toward my side. 
I immediately jumped out of bed and headed toward the bathroom. I entered and slammed the door. I yelled for my boyfriend to wake up, but I heard no response. Then I heard him gasping again. I opened the door and saw the being lying on my side of the bed. I stood and watched it, again yelling at my boyfriend to wake up. Then suddenly my boyfriend woke up and lets out a horrific scream. He looks at me with wide, terrified eyes. I looked over to my side of the bed. The being was gone. My boyfriend tells me that he had an awful dream that someone was trying to smother him. I started crying. I told him what I'd seen. At first, I don't think he believed me. But the more I talked, the more he realized that his dream was similar to what I was describing. We quickly packed our bags, checked out early, and then drove home. Since that day, my boyfriend and I married. We bought a house and planned to start a family soon. But I occasionally see the same glimmer man. I believe he hitched a ride back with us from Toronto. He isn't here all the time, but seems to show up at the most inopportune times. Can you tell me what to do? Can this being be removed? Is it a spirit or a malevolent entity? I live in Evanston, Illinois, just north of Chicago. I was asked by my mother's friend to move some stuff to a storage unit nearby. I had not been working because of pandemic, and the pay was decent, so I went ahead and agreed. It was raining all day off and on, but at times it got so heavy that I couldn't transfer boxes from my car to the unit. So I just get comfortable inside the unit and listen to some music while I wait for the rain to clear up. It's cozy in there, to be honest, and the rain just keeps getting worse. It's not very cold out, though. I'm just chilling when I start hearing this banging noise from nearby. It sounds like something hitting metal at first. I think that maybe there was a car accident on the nearby highway, Lincoln Ave, Highway 41. But then I realized it was coming from the other direction, and I really don't want to go outside and get wet. I tell myself that someone probably dropped something like nothing serious, but I continue hearing various banging noises. I still didn't bother checking, but as it continues I decided to check it out since the rain had let up a bit. I walk outside and turn the corner and see this massive hole in the fence, leading to a little wooded area at the North Shore Channel Trail. I see this white thing moving near and under the dumpster by the fence. I'm thinking that it was a large white garbage trash bag, but it just doesn't look right. I'm confused and I'm trying to get like a closer look at a thing. I may be about 100 feet or so away from it. I see something sticking out of it and it's making a clicking sound. I say hello. Who's that? I immediately regret yelling this out. Something big squeezes out from underneath the dumpster. It looks like a pile of fleshy tissue with spike-like protrusions. It stands four feet tall, but then it extends up to over six feet. It looks like a humanoid spider or other insect, but with white flesh. It doesn't have an exoskeleton, just smooth white flesh. The head is weird, kind of insect, like with no mouth that I could see. The eyes were human, like and had a reddish glow. It had long slits along the side of its head. It stood there clicking and watching me. I could sense that it didn't want me there. I was wondering why I was still there and hadn't run off. But I was frozen in place and terrified. 
I had heard about the Chicago Mothman and was wondering if this may have been it, but it didn't resemble anything that I had ever heard about. Then I felt a sudden rush of calm come over me, and I was able to break the trance I was in. I hauled ass back to the storage unit, locked it up, got into my car, and quickly left. When I looked back in the direction of the creature, it was gone. I returned the next day and finished unloading the boxes from the car as fast as I could. This happened in the spring of 2020. I haven't told anyone about this. Alright, so let me first begin by telling my place. I am from northeast of India, very quiet and lovely, full of nature and very distant from the eccentric part of India, and the creature in my story is called Kebukaiba. In my tribe's language, it means half man, half tiger, or like man, like tiger, to be precise. Quite similar to the skinwalker, eh? Anyway, my tribe is actually the Mitei tribe of the state of Manipur. There are several states in the northeastern India, with multiple tribes in each state. They might or might not have this mythological creature in their folklore, but this story is one of the famous one in our tribe, among others. The exact famous one is about the story about this creature, Kebu Kaiba with the seven brothers, one sister. If you guys want to hear this story, let me know in the comments. I'd be happy to share the story, or in fact share you an animated YouTube video about the said story some guy from our state created. It's exactly how it has been told to us when we were kids. And it's very eerily similar to the Navajo legend, although the creature in our story is just one guy creature, instead multiple creatures, who was a famous medicine man or Oja who discovered he could conjure some dark magic to convert himself to a tiger or this vile animal and could convert back to his human form. Also, I've heard I don't know if it's true, but people in Thailand, Myanmari and few other Southeast Asian countries apparently knows about this story, but in their own different twist. But it does make sense, cause in our story, it ends with a creature running away chased away to the south of our state, and it's quite likely it found a new home in those countries. But now that I know that skinwalkers in the West existed or exists, well debatable by most I guess, I think my story now gives a whole new perspective to its existence, and its widespread activity it had around the world. Or it's a common dark magic among the planet's witch and witch's world, 